Equipping ministry simply means that uh, we desire to see people walk in their grace giftings to build kingdom, uh, not just the church on the corner, but the entire entity of the kingdom of God um, throughout the nations. Always good to be back on the Disciple Nations podcast with uh, the podcast master, Jason, <laughs> the, the Batman, the Batman. We, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And, and Sam's the Robin. We, yeah, that's I am your Robin. Figured that out <laughs> in the last, Robin, last episode. Thank yeah, you guys for tuning back in via the interwebs or wherever you're listening. Mm. Uh, want to up front just introduce uh, introduce one of our guests this yes. morning. So we have. Uh, we have Mr. Aaron. Yeah. Do people call you Mr. Aaron? Uh, not typically Mr. Yeah, Aaron. Okay. I'm just going to call you Mr. Aaron. <laughs> but I'll yeah. take Mr. Aaron. Yeah, we have, <laughs> we have uh, Mr. Aaron Wallace. Mm-hmm. And so we're just going to allow you a moment. Tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah. yeah so uh, I have the privilege of serving at Reliance Community mm-hmm. Church. Um, God's just blessed us with that. And uh, um, we uh, have the uh, opportunity just to really steward that ministry and and really our heart right now that God has shifted us in is just to helping find, uh, people find their gifts, mm-hmm. helping people grow in their kingdom identity, mm-hmm. sons and daughters of God, and then really uh, just to release them across the city and uh, in their spheres of influence where God takes them to. And so um, that's what our hope is that they come, they get filled, they leave filled, they throw that out everywhere they go, yes. come back in, get filled, and just continue that cycle until uh, Jesus is everywhere. Yeah. 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 So you've grown up in Wichita, Kansas, right? I've uh, grown up in Wichita, Kansas. Kansas. My dad was a pastor for Ooh, 35 PK. years. PK, dude. PK kid. Mm, oh, yeah. P- deliverance. <laughs> We're going to do deliverance here. In a PK kid. Absolutely. Ran, ran from that for a long time. Uh, but you know how he is. It's he, awesome. Yeah, so from a family really of good. ministry, right? Yeah. yeah, family of ministry. So I'm in ministry. My uh, younger brother, Ryan, is in ministry, uh, does a lot of worship around mm-hmm. the city and, and at the church. And and uh, my older brother is also in ministry mm. as, as a leader of, of the church that he's a part of. That's awesome. Um, plus, he vocationally is in the business world. But but definitely leader in the church. So. Good good heritage. This Wallace family, I tell you, his dad Dennis yeah. was a le- led um, eh, Alders eh, Asbury. Asbury. Yeah, Asbury. Sorry, yeah. I got to get yeah, my A right. word right. That's all right. Yeah. But yeah, it was just kind of a spirit filled Methodist church, if yes. you will. Always a bit of a rebel in the in the house. Yes. But they've had a great heritage of Jesus focused, Holy Spirit led kingdom stuff. Absolutely. He taught us, you know, number one thing before anything else, you have to have a passion for Jesus. And yeah. so for him, it was always his passion that drove him, and then he had the opportunity to be in ministry. It's awesome. So, yeah, so it's these good. guys are located too out, out west. Uh, they are the nexus between what is Goddard and Wichita <laughs> the nexus. or Colorado. They are the connection point. There so, but way west over there, Reliance, it's yep. an awesome location. What's that address, by the it's, way? It's uh, 11910 West Pawnee. And when so, do you guys worship and meet? And, yeah, we worship at 9 and 1045. We have two services um, yeah. on Sunday mornings yeah. and then just things throughout the week. It's awesome. So, yeah, what's your website where people can yep. just check you guys out? You bet. It's Reliance Community dot org reliance community.org awesome awesome good stuff yeah we have aaron here for a very special topic that's near and dear to the disciple nations network of individuals and so we are talking about equipping ministry right we we like to say a lot of the team members are on our team are equippers at some level in different venues in different places they're walking broadway or they're living in plain view doing docks or they're operating in some regular rhythms of uh, sunday culture and stuff we um yeah we're trying to give ourselves to these principles and ideas that are in ephesians 4. so i'm going to launch us out here by uh, reading just a couple verses here. This is Ephesians 4, where, um, what, what I mean, what a book. Ephesians 
one, two, and three are they, I think it's in Christ is said 25 to 30 times. Mm-hmm. He's talking about identity, 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 and a few of his glorious prayers. Chapter four, five, and six will be some practical application of the Christian life. And when he does that, he kind of, Paul gives us a revelation of how the church operates. Um, he'll talk in verse three, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. And there's a conviction right there. Amen. There's one body. There's not multiple bodies. There's one body. And so this was the church in Ephesus. And, um, and so one God and one father of all who's over all. And then seven, but to each of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned. Every believer's got grace apportioned in them. Then he'll quote a passage um, out of Psalms. This is why it said, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to people. And he'll lift that up and kind of prophetically begin to apply it to what God is doing um, in, in the church. And so let me jump to 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of God. It just keeps going on about us not being infants and 16 from him, the whole body's joined and held together and builds itself up. And it's just an awesome passage. But those three verses, 11, 12, and 13 have been formative to to myself and I know to many in the body of Christ Mm -hmm. and really is working among a lot of us. And basically what it says in basically in 11, he'll mention five what we call equippers. And from my perspective, we have two kinds of people talk to here, not two kinds, two different kinds of people. There's the equippers and then there's the saints. Yeah. I would make the case that the saints are the main ones. <laughs> the, the equippers are servants, they're gifts. So we'll have a list in 1 Corinthians 12 of manifestation gifts, in Romans 12 of grace gifts. This is a list of gifts, but these gifts are people. They're not a manifestation of like prophesying or service. These are gifts given from God, but they're in the package of people. And they're a gift to the body of Christ to do a dynamic, a glorious dynamic, which is to activate the people of God in 12, to equip them, to outfit them, to prepare them for what's called works of service, or you might have works of ministry. So that's a great place for us because this destroys the clergy laity thing. This is like everybody's called to the ministry and this, this group are not the clergy working among them that do the ministry to them. They're the ones that empower the saints for the ministry. Do you guys see that? Do you think? Absolutely. It's just a powerful thing here to equip them, to activate them to that. And it's until there's a word there in 13, a couple of things happen. Number one, that we reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the son of God, which earlier in verse three, it talked about every effort to make the unity of the spirit. So the equipping ministry and the saints activated will lead to unity in the faith and the knowledge, not of doctrine, faith and knowledge in the son of God. And then we'll all attain to the measure of the fullness of Christ or the fullness. Yeah. So we've obviously not got there yet. This is uh, some have called it an eschatological verse, meaning it's going to continue until the second coming of Jesus. But this is an operative, if you will, template for us of how Jesus designed a healthy, growing, working body. We'll get to chapter six and he's going to talk about there being war. And you got the armor of God and done it all stand, stand, you know, and he's talking about war. We're in a war zone, not only with the flesh, but with Satan. And so in the middle of that war zone where we're all growing, there are these equippers that are laboring around the body of Christ to help them do the ministry. 
Yeah. Amen. So we, I got affected by this. Some of my story is that I'm planting churches in my twenties with zeal and excited and planting and saying no to denominations and just full of vim vigor and a heavy dose of pride. And I'm doing my own thing, getting ready to try to create my own deal, multiply churches. And the Lord uh, told these guys a story intervenes in my life and says, you're making Ishmael and not Isaac. You're building something only I'm supposed to build. And that was shocking yeah. to me at 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I felt what the Lord was saying was in a loving discipline. I love you. I know you love me. You're trying to do something for me just like Abraham did. Yeah. And in that he didn't know his part and my part. And he ended up making an Ishmael which is the result of man's work trying to pull something off for God. And so I stepped back and uh, paused and then launched after a while, launched into what we called an equipping ministry because I thought the institution was the total problem. Tried to get everybody out of church, been trying to get them in church. And the Lord goes, you're doing it again. Stop it. What I want you to do is do your part. And uh, what I understood really strong was Matthew 16, where we take very serious Matthew 16, 13 through uh, 18, 19 in there where he says, I will build my church. Jesus builds his church on the confession of Christ, the confession that he is the Christ. And I will build my church. I'm like, man, that's so powerful. And I can't find anywhere where he asked me to build it. it, But what he did say is Matthew 28, make disciples. And then he says in Ephesians 4, to equip the equip saints. The saints yeah. yeah. So there's a need for, yeah, I'll be the one that'll build them through living stones, the people, but I'm going to call these partners alongside me. And so he set us free to use the Sunday rhythms and what we have is cultural Christianity to yeah. begin to equip the saints as we gather them. And, um, all of a sudden I became one of my favorite phrases for myself, a kingdom midwife. <laughs> I'm a kingdom midwife. I believe that the saints are pregnant Amen. with gifting and call and assignment and are everyone that's a believer is called to the ministry. Everybody to release the heaven, glory of heaven and the reality of heaven on planet earth. And so everyone that would come and gather at our meetings, we knew that. And we'd say, you can't join us. I'm not going to build church. You are the church. How can I build you? You can't go to you. You are it. We are the church gathered and we're going to equip you, get you up in the stirrups and get you birthing. Amen. (laughs) My wife always gets nervous when I use this metaphor a lot, (laughs) but we're going to get you birthing Uh what Christ has planted in you. Yeah. not create something for you to do. We're going to unpack what you're called to do. And so this is, this has happened to you, but it's also happening to others. Yes. So what's shifting and how's that looking? Well, I think the church is becoming more kingdom centered. I think the church globally, I really do. Yeah. I'm encouraged. Yeah. I think the leaders are getting what's their part and what's his part better. And there's less building around man. We still are full of it. <laughs> and, um, but I, I really think that something's shifting in the body of Christ, if that's your question to the yeah. larger body. So it's not just you. No, praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I ran into guys that were from England in the seventies and eighties that were having revival in South of London and just killing it. I mean, but they, they would end up having revival and people healed and saved. Then they'd start building churches yeah. and building their thing. And the spirit started speaking to them, come to me outside the camp. Yeah. And it really affected them. So I ran into one of those guys in the nineties when something was happening in my heart at the same time. And it was like fuel on my fire. And I'm saying that all to say, I think globally for decades now, the Lord has been transitioning the thinking of the church. So this has been a 20 year process for you. Uh, yeah, I'm 20 years in. Wow. Yeah. Working it out. So we launched in 2004 for my second round of this and called it new life equipping ministry. And every week at nauseam, 
I told people, you're not coming to church. You're not coming. You're not, you can't join. No, it was almost too much, but I was so scared to death. I was about to do what I'd done again. again. And I felt the fear of the Lord and respect for him. And so we worked it out and you know, people just started showing up and then we started unpacking them and it birthed ministries in Africa and around the area. And so been trying to in the test tube, we called it a great experiment, you know, of trying to decentralize and train the saints to do the work of the ministry. It's been a beautiful thing. And then I run into young guns like you people who are being affected by the spirit. I don't know that I, I'm almost sure I didn't initiate a good idea. The Lord was already stirring in you people, maybe gave some language, but I feel like he's really hitting uh, you young fathers are raising up. And so we want to just take some time in this time to talk a little bit about that, about your guys's process, about mine and interweave that in and see if we can encourage some people, whether you're shepherding or leading and listening to this, or you're just in the body of Christ, this we hope will be liberating to you and empowering to you in our process. Let let me just start because I just had this thought. So kind of where things started to shift for me is that I got what I called a, uh, a righteous indignation mm. towards the organized entity of church, yeah. the way things have been done. It was righteous. Tradition. It was always righteous. Well, no, this is where I'm going with <laughs> okay, it. Okay, go. Is that, that I began to almost become angry towards it mm. and I, and then I, uh, had misguided mm-hmm. anger. And so, yeah. and something I mentioned to you earlier was that I, I began to have a hard time separating the man from the ministry. That's good. So That's I was, good. I wasn't just coming against the, the paradigm. I was also then heaping judgment upon my brothers in Christ yes. because of the way they were doing church. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it's been a process for me to come out of that and I'm still working on it. Mm-hmm. But what I would say is I first started to notice that I was looking at the way things were being done and then I'm realizing something's not right. Yeah. And it's just the spirit. It's a check. Why, why are you doing this? Mm. Who told us to do this? Mm. And so within our context, we began, we began to give the freedom to ask the question, why are we doing this? Yeah. Well, you know, we've got this ministry and we're going to start doing groups. Well, why are we doing groups? Who told yeah. us to do groups? Right. Who told you to start that ministry? Yeah. Who told you to start this church? Like, and just ask the questions. That's good. And so we began um, introducing the question, well, who said, mm. and that was paramount for us. It was, it was a switch in the trajectory of who we were as the source wow. when we started saying who said, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. What do you mean? Say it again. What, 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 what do you mean by who said, did it, did we have leading in that? Pretty much. Yeah. Who said did we, the Holy spirit really, right. Yeah. yeah. Or right. we just, who said we should do that? Yeah. We just manufacturing something out of sincerity, but a culture. Yeah, that's really yeah, good. Absolutely. That's really good. And so what I would say is that it was it was at first realizing that something was something needs to change. But I'm saying this to give warning not to go down the path of judgment against your brothers really when they're good. doing something Man, different. I, yeah. yeah, I did that right? bad. It yeah. was bad. See, and our experience was a little bit different. Yep. First of all, I want to get back to kingdom midwife yes. here in a minute, just because yeah. I want to start calling you that, by the way. Yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, nice. I thought that yeah. was really good. Yeah, kind of the kingdom the midwife. Kingdom <laughs> midwife. <laughs> the kingdom midwife. Yeah. The kingdom midwife. And uh, just, just want to throw that out there. But We see, also have a kingdom <laughs> interior decorator. Yes, Ooh. we do, on the team. On the nice. team. Don't say his name, because okay. he was mad about it. Yeah, I want to know this. Yeah, yeah, 
we'll tell you that. Uh, but but for me, I yep. think it wasn't so much that I had a, a, a righteous anger, indignation towards the church and the structures and things. I think what I was seeing was I was just unsatisfied with what was happening. Mm. Being in youth ministry for eight years, looking back, asking what was the fruit that's last, mm. seeing so many students not following after Jesus anymore, mm. knowing that for so long we were simply entertaining. Yeah. You know, and, and I hate to say this, but you know, even possibly tickling ears at times, even though you thought, man, I, I've got this message and it's strong and it's mighty, it's going to change lives. And then realizing that it was all built around this structure. So the minute they leave the structure, what's what's happening to yeah, them? Yeah, that's good. And so for for us, when we kind of started this new journey, we're really within, I would just say within the last year and a half, and, mm-hmm. and I've shared this before in, in, in times where Sam and I were able to share together, is that what God was birthing in our hearts, and when I say we, me and a couple guys from our team, um, and, and what he was birthing in our hearts, we met Sam, he put into words of what you've been working out for the last 20 years. Um, And and so for us, it was really this, yes, that's what we're feeling. We couldn't couldn't explain it, but that's what we're feeling. And so when, when we met and God started working it out, we just kept hearing that word equipping, equipping, Mm. equipping. We want to, we want to be equippers. And so for us, what that meant was we don't want to equip people within a structured setting. We want to equip people to go out in their everyday lives and be Jesus. Amen. not, not just not just on Sunday mornings, as we all say, but but literally be Jesus. And so I want to jump back into yes. what you said a yeah. second ago with the scripture. You said, you know, he gave the apostles, teachers, prophets, all that, that yes, those are important, but the weight really falls on, as you said, that second group, the saints, yes. as they're the ones building the body of Christ. And I think about how much God loves his body and gives them such authority to do that. And so I loved your, your word in that, that that weight really falls on them as, as the, the folks that get to build the body of Christ well, that's, into the fullness. And you're making that, that's great. I don't know if I can emphasize that. In 16, yes. the body builds itself up. Yes. These guys aren't building the yes. body. Yeah, amen. They're equipping the body to be the body, and the body builds itself up. Builds itself up. That's good, up. Aaron. Amen. Yeah, that's real yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just, I, I think for us, that's what we were seeing. And mm. so it, it wasn't just, like I said, it wasn't just a, an anger towards necessarily the structure. It was just, it's not working. Yeah. And so what I'm doing is meeting, you know, with these guys that I've been in ministry with over the years and they're coming, they're saying something's just not working. Mm. And so if, if it's not working, yeah, then, then we're off. Yeah. You know? No, no, that's, that's good. Really I, like, good. I like where that, I feel like you came at it from a more mature place. Me too. So, oh, that means so that sounds bravo. more healthy. Yeah. Well, I don't uh, get labeled <laughs> as that very often. So I'll, I'll take that. I will definitely take yeah, that. Yeah. Tell Ryan yeah. you've been called healthy. He's going to be shocked. No, that's sure. So I was going with that. Immature. Really. It was the mature. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no but, but really, because I went through so much frustration and, and yeah, um, toxic kind of just anger at, and it was at the wrong stuff. What your experience was, I and multiply what you went through, I think is what I went through. Yeah. But some of us were forerunning. I hope that more of the experience is what you're doing yeah. is like, Hey, something's missing, something's missing. And then they make that transition without yeah, that. Asking the question, is the fruit lasting? Yeah. yeah. That's a great yeah. question. Yeah, I've heard good. someone put it this way. They said, well, when I graduated, when I graduated high school, I also graduated church like, mm. because coming out of youth ministry and nothing was different. Yes, yeah. exactly. Nothing yeah. was different. And, yeah. and I think that that's where my heart really broke in that moment of going, man, Jesus lays out this perfect model and we're all trying to add to his perfect model, yes. trying to do it a little bit different, a little bit better. And, and then just going back and saying, how are we adding to the model that Jesus gave right. us? And so just backing off of that and just simply trying to to do what Jesus did by yeah, equipping really his good. disciples and equip disciples. Yeah, something happens. I don't know if this has affected you guys. I'm kind of curious, but there's something different to me between being an equipper and being a builder of a thing. 
meaning building a thing that glorifies God. I, I mean it in a sincere way, but I, I think uh, back to, and I can't remember I was sharing this just lately, but this Babylonian tendency of yeah. us to gather a people, build a city. It seems more efficient, you know, and build a tower and you know how, how that all happens. And there's the cookie cutter way of making bricks and not stones, blah, blah, blah. But just that issue of having that, you know, when you're zealous and you're innovative and you can gather people, you know, it's just so hard. It was for me, unfathered, if you will, in the faith to a certain degree and unchecked in my ego. I'm working this thing out on, yeah. my, on my own to not get mixed up about trying to build something that I was proud of and that people would be, I mean, I wouldn't like sitting around wringing my hands and <laughs> laughing in an evil way. I don't even know how to do that. But, you know, I was like, but I was like, I wasn't doing that, but it was, it, there was something systemically wrong. Yeah. within my heart of building. So when right now we talk about decentralizing and the risk of that, sending people that I'm not building people for them to be allegiant to me, but building them to allegiant to Jesus. I might've said that before, but I really wasn't doing that. I don't know. Is that, do That's you guys good. see a difference? Yeah. No, I think, I think that you're right on. And, and the problem when you're trying to build something is that then you and your own spirit, you ebb and flow with, oh, we had a great attendance today. Yeah. Oh, we had a low Up attendance. Oh, we had a great attendance. And then the people yeah. begin to, you know, like priests, like people, the people then begin to adapt to that. So their identity of ministry then ebbs and flows simply with, is the church doing really well in attendance today? Yeah. Is it not doing well tomorrow? Rather than looking at the true fruit of what God is doing. And so I, I would fully agree. Because we get a that. false barometer, a false reading Absolutely. on what really is growth Absolutely. when we counterfeit Absolutely. that system. Yeah. So, Amen. yeah. So that's been, that's been really um, important for me. And it had to change on my insides because I, I had to own that why, where the institution came from was from us. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a manifestation of what's really inside us. I was like, I'm carrying the same thing. You know what I mean? And I'm, th I've got myself at the center of this thing instead of in a service place. Awesome. Cause these equippers are servants. They're not up over everybody. They're up under everybody. Yeah. Can I throw one thing Please. out with that? We, when, when we were trying to figure out where we were going, where God was taking us, we even just, just that picture of Jesus again. So, so Jesus wasn't lording these things. Like I'm, I'm up here. I'm going to disseminate this to you. Then you go and just, you know, he comes underneath them, yes. washes their feet and disseminates everything up. And so yeah. I'm going to wash your feet. Now you go do likewise. So it's from down here up. And, and I think that that's the model that needs to yeah. It's the greatest in the kingdom is the le the least. Right? Exactly. It's the servant. Amen. That's right. Yeah. So as I've done, you can go do also. And, yeah. and even in Ephesians, it. I mean, yeah, there are people who who we've maybe we've put them up here. I mean, titles, yeah. yes. apostles, prophets, yeah. evangelists, shepherds, teachers. There's somebody that, well, yeah, we're a gift to serve. Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. so we take the role of a servant to lift you up, to edify you. Yeah. And then it's continual. That's good. And so this affected some things that are maybe common in the body of Christ that I want to be careful. I'm talking about them because I'm, I think there's Liberty. The, the uh, So we couldn't do membership anymore with our thing. Mm -hmm. And, and again, if somebody does that, there's no Bible verse that prohibits you from, you know, I'm a member and you sign something. But I was like, the allegiance thing became so important to me. It made me rethink all that. And like, how could I ask for, you know, allegiance from them when they're, it's hard enough to maintain allegiance with Jesus and their call in Christ, you know? Yeah. And I'm just saying that to say this is, it's not like you're trying to be non-traditional anymore. It's just, I'm grappling <laughs> With, with, you know, I think sometimes we've thought that the end justifies the means. Yeah. I can do anything as long as I get to the end and often had the end wrong.
wrong. Pragmatism. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And so the end is I've got rooms full of people that are saying yes and giving and instead of the end is the glorification of Christ and spread of the kingdom of the earth. Yeah. So I can, I could almost, I can do anything. I can just personally do anything. And I think the, actually the means as is important or more than the end, the end yes. will take care of itself if we'll agree with him in the right way. Does that make sense? Oh, it's really good. And, and, and Jesus has the end. Yes. It's the means. It's huge. And, and, and I love what you said because we reverse that and we justify it. But, but did you see how many, did you see how right. full, did you see how, I know. And, and it's easy to get and caught I, up in that. I no. think kind of what it boiled down to for me, mm. and I began to ask myself this question was, what do I truly desire for people? Yeah. Like, what do I truly want for them? And what I want for them is what the Lord wants for them. And so let me back up. Um, I was talking about one day how when we, we, we use this word church, right? And oftentimes we misuse it. We call it a building or it's a service or a gathering or a certain time and place. And we used to make inviter cards and maybe you still make them, but it says, Hey, we went in, it says, you're invited to church real big. And then it mm -hmm. says 11 AM, 445 North market. Yeah. So then we're inviting people to church and we are so like dreadfully minimizing what that actually means yeah. to be a part of the church of I Christ. See. Right. And not the denomination church of Christ. Right. Right. But so if I met you on the street and say, Hey, I really want you to come to church 11 o'clock, 445 North market. Is that what I truly want for them? Mm -hmm. What if I really told them what I want for them? Mm -hmm. You know what I desire for you? I desire for you to know the living God, to yes. be completely transformed, infused with love and mercy and grace yeah. to know the living God, to know your destiny, to live that out, to come be, a part of a community of believers who are hashing this out, who are doing life together, right. who are in community and fellowship and family, and and you'll have riches and glory in Christ and the inheritance That's of good. the saints, and completely different That's than good. come to church. Yes. And so really I was like, good. what do we really want for people? Yeah. And again, I'm 50. And I just admitting my my motives have been mixed. I feel like I'm mostly over it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna be honest. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm mostly over it, but I really like it when people are pretty loyal to me. Yeah. <laughs> and my group and my yeah. anointing and grace and discharge. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. And I and I believe in it enough to do it. But you know what I mean? And I don't know. Maybe we don't get the purity until we get resurrected. But I just want to talk about it with young guys and with leaders. Like, yeah. listen, it's okay. Let's admit we're mixed. We're sometimes yeah. right. trying right. to get the loyalty yep. that only belongs to Jesus. Instead of I'm going to help you along the way to greater loyalty in Jesus. Yeah. So that reminds me a little bit of my story. And, yeah. and I think I won't have much to say after this. <laughs> um, so we, we sat around a table one day and I believe you were there. Um, and it was when we were on Hillside and we had mm. our staff there. So I don't know, five, six, seven people, something like that. And so we had started the source and we were functioning like a traditional church, whatever you whatever you call it. We had a service, we had kids ministry, we had groups. Right. We're inviting people to this time, sure. yeah. come hear a message. We're going to worship. We're going to pray. You know, we have potlucks. Like we just, we're just doing this thing. Yeah. And it was the fullness and, of what you were doing. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, we were starting to institute elders and deacons and moving in that direction. Um, and like, I don't know, it just kind of seemed like we were wanting to just build the source Wichita church yeah. entity. And so we're sitting around a table with all of our staff and we just asked the very simple question, what is God calling you to? Yeah. yeah. And so as we began to go around the table, everybody had a different answer. Mm. And nobody said, I'm called to build the source switch talk. No one had heard but, that from heaven. <laughs> That's interesting. Divine revelation. Yeah. Thou shalt go, go forth and yeah. build the source <laughs> and I'll get to the nations later. That's right. 
So what we realized in that moment is when we, we have this group of people, these people who are dedicated mm. to doing this thing and you begin to inspect their hearts and their destiny and their yeah, relationship with the beautiful. Lord. What, how's the Lord gifted you? Beautiful. What are you doing? What are you moving towards? And then everybody has something that the Lord has placed in them that mm. they want to birth out. Oh, I'm supposed to do a mission thing. Oh, I'm supposed yeah. to do worship training. Oh, I'm supposed to help kids understand scripture and how Jesus loves it. Everybody had something different. And I said, well, then why are we doing this? Yeah. And so that's when we started to make a shift. Is that right? As the source Wichita, we want you to be successful. Yep and equipped and resourced to do what the Lord has placed in your heart. That's really good. And so our gatherings are going to turn into building you up to go do that, yeah. not to build this. And that's Amen. where we shifted. Yeah. Amen. I think that's really good. And I think you did that in your context. Mm -hmm. I did that in my context and Aaron's doing that in his context, meaning that the wine skin issues can look a little different in how we express this. That's good. But the wine has got to be the same. The Holy Spirit, the DNA of the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I'm like, oh, that's one thing I learned because I used to think I need everybody need to do it like I did it. Yeah. But the way you did that, man, that's the wine. That's the good wine, what you did. Then the wineskin of it was the way you guys figured out to make the transition. The practicality. Yeah, yeah. 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 And how you express it. So for, for the same thing for me. And it was hard to find language for it. Yeah. It is. Like, yeah. How how do you explain what you're doing? And I remember when I met you, Sam, you mm -hmm. said, hey, it's kind of hard to explain what we do. You've narrowed it down and it's kind of pinpointed these days. Yes. But during that transitory or transitional place is really hard to find language. Who are we and what we, well, who, what are we doing? And in my weird context, it's still hard to describe. Yeah. I mean, I was with, with some of my best friends last night, a couple pastors here in town and they were like, yeah, I didn't get what he did for knowing him a year and a half until he came in with a whiteboard and drew it out. I go, did you get it then? He goes, I kind of get what you do. You know what I mean? But I mean, that's in my context and that's not the goal. The goal isn't to be non-traditional and non-understood. You know what I mean? It could look familiar, but if the DNA is right, I mean, yeah. I think it's fine. I guess I just want to make that point yeah. that we're going to work this out in some different contexts. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of um, what I was thinking about even before we started this was it starts with the heart. There's mm -hmm. something happens in here and then it fleshes out and it can actually kind of look the same, but it's like the heart behind it is different. Yeah. And it, so it's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. And, and it, I, th I want to go back to something you'd said because the difficulty is not to run back to then what's familiar. Yes. Yeah. And I appreciate you being open and honest of saying I'm 50 and I'm, I think that I'm mostly there, yeah. but there's still that portion sure. because there's those mornings that I wake up or there's those days that I wake up and I wrestle with, but we've always done it this way. Yes. Well, to be a, a church still, you need this and yes. you know, your whole cards thing, although we don't do the cards thing, you know, anymore of yeah, yeah. come to church. I'm thinking, man, and there's that tendency to go, well, how are people going to, how are people going to know about right. the, and so everything in your mind and your heart has to be shifted. So if it doesn't start in the heart, then our minds are always going to take back over again and say, well, this is just the way that it's done. And, yeah. and so I, I just, I, that's good dialogue on, on just saying, look, yeah. I, I feel like we're going that direction, but right. how easy it is to shift back to the old way of thinking. Yes. And you've got to keep that challenge. And I think that's why good to be in fellowship with yeah. people that are on yeah. the same journey Yeah. because we're being seduced on a regular basis by our past. Past yeah. And by the current culture right now to get off in a cul-de-sac to miss this. Yes. And I want to say this with what you said. I think you can get a religious spirit either way. Y yes. Like I'm going to, I'm a religious spirit. I'm going to do it the old way. And a religious spirit, I'm never going to do it any way that they, like I never would have dreamed I'd meet on Sundays again. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought there's no way ever. Yeah. And the Lord nailed me on it. Like it's not about Sunday or Sunday or not Sunday. Yeah. I'm good with house church movements that never do Sunday. That's yeah. great. Yeah. But I got liberty to use that culture is what it is. Yeah. It's yeah. culture to within it do this kingdom ministry. Oh, so that's good. I think that's really important because we can. I've seen people be pretty religious spirit about being nonconformist, being non-denominational. Yes. We're gonna do everything different, and their religion is doing it We're different. We're gonna do it different. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Like, it happens. I'm like, it becomes your identity. It exactly. Your idol. Yeah. yeah. And it we does. lose the supremacy of Christ. That's Amen. why we're keeping yeah. supremacy of Christ and the scriptures in front of us. So, but I've so appreciated how you guys have done that. And one thing that set me free within my particular assignment to minister to a lot of leaders is when I got set free from yeah. focusing on wineskins. Yeah. Yeah. More than wine. That's good. Because the wine is the whole ball game. I think it's dynamic. It grows, it expands, it ferments. And it, if I can get the right wine to some guy, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It will end up busting something that's not supposed to hold it. Amen. Amen. And that's good. That's a good word. Yeah. It's really important because I know sometimes I meet these guys, I, I feel compassion. I'm shepherd guy to some leaders, but I know I'm about to ruin them, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but not by preaching my wineskin yeah. and making them feel stupid because they don't do it the way I do it as I worked it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to preach Christ to them. The Holy Spirit Ask these kingdom values yep. and watch it ferment inside them. Yeah. Something I, I noticed that was birthed in me, even with this shifting mm -hmm. is that, that spirit of pride that can creep up yeah. and a spirit of criticism where you walk into a place and you're already on high alert, not what's the Lord going to say to me, but how are these people doing things and do I agree or disagree with it? It's so our hearts. <laughs> we'll, we'll finally humble ourselves from prideful ways we were doing it, humble and make an action and walk that out and then start judging everybody because they're not as humble as we are. <laughs> It's unbelievable. That's true. I made the move and I made yeah. the sacrifice and I let go of this and that. And you did it. And then you start judging everybody that didn't do it. Yeah. And it's like the Lord's like, no, you stay locked in on me. Yeah. Follow the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> be in good fellowship that reminds you, you know, judge things in the spirit, but not people yeah. as they're in process. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, I just, I think so, so many things. Like I think when Paul came in, it's not a Paul or Apollos thing. Yeah. It's Jesus Christ. And you're, 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 you shared something on that wine and wine skin mm. that just rocked me as well. And it was just the wine is what's going to burst the wine skin. Yes. You're not going to burst the wine skin. It's no. the wine. And so if, right. if we're all passionate about the presence of Jesus Christ, yeah. then whatever wine skin it goes into, he's going to build his church. That's so right. he's going to do it the way he needs to do it. That's right. Um, I, I, I fall back. I think on something you shared uh, a while back, Sam, with, with me, and, and I think you shared it with some of the team and about just that epidemic of insecurity yeah. among shepherds. Yeah. I think for me, the tendency to always want to run backwards is because of that insecurity, yeah. but it looks like pride. It looks like confidence. It looks like it's all together, yeah. but it's to fall back in the insecurities of, I don't know what this is. Is this going to grow the church? Is I this know. not going to? And then you, again, it goes back to the yep. thinking of the fruit and all of those things. And so when I think of equipping it takes the pressure yes. off of trying to do the work yourself. And yes. so for me, I've, I've found that the equipping center to me or the equipping ministry to me is more of a freedom based mm -hmm. ministry. And yes. so, so I, I think for, we're, and look, we, I've got a long ways to still go in that. Sure. You do. Long. I know. I've watched it. No, I'm kidding. Well, You're it's doing I'm great. Out, it's why I'm hanging out with the kingdom midwife. All right. <laughs> and, and so, um, I, I'm, Push. Seeing, I, I'm seeing yeah. God moving that, but, great. but I just know that for 
me, I'm seeing more, it just personally, I'm seeing more freedom in equipping awesome. than trying to build. And I bet so. what's happening is that your determination of success is shifting. Absolutely. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Absolutely. You can't determine success by how many people come, how much money, Amen. how much influence. You're, it's by obedience. Amen. An equipper yes. is faithful if it's obedience and they produce, whether it's three people or 3,000, are they producing fruit? Absolutely. Am I empowering them to do the work of the ministry? Yeah, it's it shifts the burden to produce off of yourself and onto God, which Jesus had already promised he would build a church. It's so Absolutely. powerful. It just, yeah. yeah. The, the, this is about them doing the work of the ministry. And the whole thing when it's the other way is about I'm evaluating, is my ministry successful? Absolutely. Is my ministry? I'm like, I'm supposed to be off my... It's not about my ministry. It's about me impacting the saints, which yeah. then gets me insecure if yeah. it's about mine. Oh, and so the freedom of going, it's not about my ministry anymore. Yeah. It's always been about his ministry. Yes. So and uh, him empowering his bride to yeah. be in intimacy with him. Walk out. And if more pastors, more leaders, more evangelists, more teachers, yeah. more prophets, more apostles saw this, this is what begins to shift our culture. That's exactly right. Getting off of our own insecurities right. of what we're doing. And right. so that's why I think hanging out with all of you guys is It's so great. Super Isn't passionate. it great to oh, be with man. us? Yeah, uh, uh, that's really great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really interested, Aaron, to hear how things have changed for you. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. the heart change has happened, but maybe yeah. even just on a practical, yeah. like does a Sunday morning gathering look different or is just your passion and your heart behind it different? Mm -hmm. Like how does that, how does yeah. that flesh out? You know, I think, uh, I'm sure you're still working through it. The hardest part for us is, is so what's happening on a heart level for us as staff, mm -hmm. how to convey that now to a church that, that we've been with, we'll say for the last, um, what, what, 10 years, trying to shift the culture in the church. And so a, a lot of what we're doing, I, I would say in that is just trying to shift the mentality that what's happening on Sunday mornings, because we still do the Sunday morning Absolutely. gathering, still, you know, still our worship, still our message time, yep. is that what's happening on a Sunday morning is not the pinnacle of church. This is not church. It's good. This it is, is a gathering to encourage you so that when you go out, you'll be the church and yes, your you'll be job. the church and your spheres of influence. And so I think for us right now, we're just, we're starting to see that corner change as people are coming up saying, man, we've been talking about gifts a lot. And so, man, I've got gifts and God's unlocking some things in my heart. How do I work these things out? And we're not saying get involved in the nursery ministry, get involved in the, uh, you know, first impressions ministry, get involved. But we're saying, how do those gifts play out in yeah. your community? How do they play out in your workplace? How do they play out in your schools, whatever it may be? And so showing them that their gifts that they found aren't to plug them into a Sunday morning experience, yes. but to plug them into a broken world for Very reconciliation. Good. Excellent. So, that's so good. That, good. It's, it's, it's a process. And, and I would say, you know, again, long ways to go. Yeah. But that's the start. And you guys are, so, they're doing a great job. They really the are. They're making that transition. You're shifting the core DNA and convictions yeah. and the assessments of what's success. Yeah. So it, it starts in the heart yeah. and then it affects first your language. Yes. Language. It really Absolutely. does. It really yeah. does. And I remember being frustrated by that. Like I couldn't say church or I get frustrated and I got legalistic about it, yeah. but, yeah. but I was like, I bet in the reformation. I bet you anything that language was awkward when Martin Luther and them bring that and you've got that Catholic, you know what I mean? That Absolutely. thing that's happening that's works based Absolutely. and grace and like, we can't say it that way anymore. <laughs> you know, but you'd said it that yeah. way for generations. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you can get legalistic in it, but I, I totally also, agree. But I also think that there's a redeeming of language. We happening have in the to kingdom. do it. Yep. We've got to go through the awkward process. So yeah, that's good. Um, I, I don't know where our time is, but I need to cover just something else here too is I think an equipping ministry um, uh, functions from a positional place of 
uh, already done finishedness, meaning that believers already have it. When I said kingdom midwife, yeah. what I'm saying by that is they're already pregnant. I don't have to get a conception to happen in them. Yeah, nice. That's good. I just tried to say that as careful as I could. <laughs> so, I've, you know what That's I mean? Good. But honestly, sometimes yeah. we're trying to impregnate yeah. the bride with the vision of our thing instead of Jesus has, or the vision of the guy. The guy wants to do service, wants to do evangelism. We talked about that in the last session. He He's really into, you know, whatever. And he's trying to get everybody to do that thing. Yeah. Instead of trying to find out what are you called to, it's already in you. And I think that that's in this letter. So he says, equip the saints for works of ministry of service, that same Greek word is over in Ephesians 2.10 when it said, you know, in 8 and 9, we're not saved by works, but by through faith, but we are his workmanship created for good works. That word good works right there Mm -hmm. is the same as this word over here. So what the equippers are doing Mm -hmm. is they're trying to unpack the preordained good works that are already in the saints. Which God prepared in advance. Already done. I'm not trying to get people to be in Christ. They're in Christ. I want to unpack their identity. I'm not trying to get them works to do. If I do that, I can offer a counterfeit. I want to unpack the works he's already ordained in them. That's good. The, the, the body of Christ is a treasure chest that needs to be unlocked. She's not yeah. an empty vessel that we got to right. get stuff into. You know, I used to, uh, I used to put it this way. At, so I was the guy in my early years of Christianity that would show up to a church and I was like gung ho, I'll do anything. I'll serve, I'll get whatever, like put me to work. And then I would have some sort of fall. Like I thought Christianity was a ladder you climbed. Mm, and oh, and then once I reached mm. rung four and I fell, I had to start back from rung one. I didn't mm. realize it was a journey. Yeah. And so when I would fall off the ladder, then I would completely disappear from the church. Mm. And uh, and so here I am, this guy who's like church hopping. I'm in and out of churches. I have all this potential. Mm. Um, but and and then eventually, the Lord got a hold of me and and activated me into my destiny. Yes. And, and so I realized that for years and years and years, I was that guy who was sit, sitting in the pew or in the chair and the Lord had put something in me, but it was until, you know, and, th- and there was a lot that had to happen and I surrendered and prayed, you know, and the yeah. Lord met me there and, and activated me. But now I see everybody in a congregation or whoever it is yeah. that God has put something in them. Yes. And one of these days he's going to flip that switch. Yes. And have you been diligent in speaking to that, equipping yep. them, loving them, showing yep. mercy, grace, immense patience. I can't imagine had I stayed in one congregation and one pastor would have had to deal with my in and outness yeah. in my early yeah. immature Christianity, yeah. you know? And so I see people that they, the Lord's put something in them. They need to be activated. And mm. when they're activated, there's no stopping them Yeah, that's because good. when the Lord did that to me, it's like I, my life was forever. The trajectory of my life was forever changed. Yeah, and you didn't, good. you didn't need a, a senior pastor or you didn't need a youth pastor then to try to sit there and say, no, 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 here's the, all these other gifts. God had already activated what was inside of you. And now it was just you living it out for Jesus, for his glory, for his presence. Right. That that's, I think where we're just in our own context, mm-hmm. where we're beginning to see that unlock is that we're seeing these people begin to realize that gifts that God had placed in them a long time ago before they could, would ever really call them gifts and they're going, I felt like I've had this forever. Yeah, sure. God is activating it. We're not trying to put gifts inside of no. some. It's what they've had. It's yes. the grace gift and inside of them. 
and they just explode and it yeah. is incredible it, watching that's it's really so good. good we just talked about this yes. in the last episode that there's there's such power in recognizing what god has already done and put inside of people and speaking to it yeah. and giving them freedom to burst forth yep. living in that and i think that's what equipping ministry does oh, that's, that's our primary purpose Amen. is oh, what has god put in you let's activate let's go that's yeah. right and so that's right yeah and i think that's important because the word equipping can be like that i'm outfitting them but, it, but we got to understand the context to, you know, that's good. Yeah. I'm not like I'm outfitting an empty person. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm outfitting them to get in agreement yeah. with their soul, what God's put in their spirit so they can be calibrated Amen. and manifest and walk that out. Amen. Yeah. Beautiful Amen. deal. Good. I am so encouraged as an older guy, I'm not aged, but I'm older to see guys like you guys just working it out in your context with courage, with yeah. honesty, with humility, not going to the shame. Oh, I've screwed it up. Not going to the pride, whatever, going full throttle, ready to adjust. Yeah. But I'm so proud of that young, that generation coming up and just how God's moving in such a great way. Amen. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Yeah. The Lord is, I mean, <clears throat> Certainly having to deal with some broken, prideful, self-glorifying hearts, you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's a process <clears throat> and it doesn't always feel great, Amen. but it produces glory. And I would encourage any guys or gals listening to this, that the uh, one guy, I can't remember who said it, but the destination, you know, the, the journey is the destination yes, on this good. side, that's good. you know, cause you think you're going to be done. That's why I say words like I mostly like to say I've arrived or. <laughs> You're in the process, Amen. you know, I'm Amen. still working it out and I shouldn't be discouraged. I'm in the process. Yeah. You're working this out. This is huge stuff that we're doing. So I think for those listening, um, if you're, if you're a shepherd, we hope you're stirred to think biblically yeah. about what your call is. Yeah. You're not called to a one man show. You're not called to be everything for the body of Christ. You're not called to put something in a bunch of empty people. Yeah. You're called to equip the saints so and they're anointed. You need to look at them as anointed as equals in some regard, and you even going lower <laughs> with the passion to get them accelerating going. If you're a saint and not necessarily called to be an equipper, you, I hope that you'll be encouraged to get yourself in a place where you can be equipped. I think this is relevant. And if you would share the, um, Mordecai. Yeah, that's good. The Mordecai piece. Yeah. So this has been something that's been said to us strongly by some, yeah, some people and, 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 and so the Mordecai thing is taking up a place. There's really two guys in the book of Esther. Esther's the queen, the beauty. She moves the king to save a whole nation, which didn't just save a generation. It saved the line of Jesus. You kill all Jews. You've killed the line of where the Messiah is coming. Through. I mean, there's a lot at stake. And so there's one guy named Hege, H-E-G-A-E. He's the eunuch servant that prepares the ladies for the king. He's unit. He doesn't molest the bride. The bride's not for him. It's for the king. The bride's not for us. She's for Jesus. Secondly, there's Mordecai who's going to convince an unsure vessel, the bride, that she can move the heart of the king. And so that Mordecai place, what a glorious place to be. I mean, really, it's, it's, it, it's Esther that does and charms and moves and stirs and breaks a Haman plot, saves the nation. But it was the Mordecai behind her that convinced her she could do it. Remember, she's not Absolutely. sure. I'm not. I, what if? And, eh, and he got her to count the cost, got her to know her identity got behind her and then she did the glorious work and as shepherds if we get that kind of heart that we're not the heroes 
you know, this whole thing of fame, you can get famous in the Western, you can't get famous in North Korea doing this, you know, an underground church Absolutely. or China, but yeah. you can hear, yeah. you can become a millionaire and become famous on a stage being a minister. Wow. And it's warped the way we think because really the great one in the body of Christ is the body of Christ. Amen. It's Jesus at the center, but it's the body, the glorious bride. And we're just these amazing servants that get to convince her who she is yep. and prepare her for the and bridegroom. And that's the heart behind equipping ministry. 100%. Yeah. I need that's you to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. What I, would, I truly want for you is to understand what the Lord has placed inside of you and live that out. The power you have in you and the power the Lord. of the King. Yeah. And can I just say in, into context for who's listening that this is why this is so important. Wow. Surround yourself with kingdom minded people yes. because um, I know for myself, if I don't, if I don't surround myself with guys that are reminding me, the Mordecai's that are reminding yeah. me, if I don't surround myself with these kind of mindsets, the tendency will always be to shift back to yep. what I do know or what I've have That's known. Right. And so I just want to say this, get yourself kingdom yep. people to, to, to come alongside of you for accountability. It's powerful um, to be in a kingdom conversation yes. and a culture of accountability yeah. Yeah. full of grace, yeah. but full of challenge that keeps this DNA yeah. in front of you. Yeah. So I know that you guys are kind of struggling with some space issues, but if somebody wants to see yeah. in action yeah. an equipping ministry. Yeah. One of, one of them for us would be five thirty on, um, yeah, Saturday nights over at Jesus, Jesus life, Lear Wesley, yeah. 2903 central. And so yeah. we're really trying to train leaders and mm -hmm. half the people in that room are more leading other ministries. And so, yeah. um, yeah, it's but, really great. Yeah. Just trying to equip them all and then train them. We teach and lecture if you will, but then we do lab time <laughs> and we worship and pray, but we want to model and set them loose to be the church, not come to church. Yeah. Sam has a holy yell with a vein that pops out of his forehead when he's really bringing truth, <laughs> trying to stir the body. Amen. Well, he's just yeah, passionate. Dead, See, yeah, you know, praise the Lord for, yeah. I don't know how to do this any other way. I get in the flesh that way too, but, but praise God that he's just, the Lord is, is stirring us. And we're trying to do this in other communities for whatever it's worth. This is a Disciple Nations podcast, not to promote us, but this is what we're doing in El Dorado. It's what we're doing on Sunday. We do it on a Sunday morning context there. We're doing it in Eureka, Kansas. We do it on a Sunday night there. The Lord led us not to get in the way of Sunday morning in that place, Park City on a Sunday. Anyway, and you guys are doing it. You're doing Sunday morning. You do, you're doing Sunday morning now. Yeah. So we, we're using all kinds of places. There's tons of freedom for us to do this. Okay. But we are setting our hearts to serve the larger body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Sam, thank you for your heart, brother. Thank yeah. you for leading yes. in this and, you know, speaking into us to, to continue what we're doing. Aaron, great to spend time with you. Oh, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for me sharing you. your story. I appreciate it. Wonderful. You wonderful. Yeah. We love you guys. Yeah. Share it out. Amen. Let them know. Amen. Amen.